Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Uh, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Shape by Faith. Marla Carter, the Programming Director for Faithful Friends Kentucky. Marla, you're giving us such great information, things that I didn't even realize or know um, about nursing homes. So how are you and others helping to equip churches in Kentucky to adopt a pro-life ethic? Well, that, that's one of the things that really um, changed for me as I learned more about aging and long-term care um, in, in this country is that um, for years, you know, when I would talk about being pro-life, I think what I really meant was being pro-birth, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I know that there are so many churches that are so good about supporting adoption and, and um, pregnancy centers and that kind of thing. But only 3% of American churches actually have a nursing home ministry. And so that, that would mean an actual ministry that's part of the budget that's organized, you know, like your youth ministry would be. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really um, feel like we need to equip churches to, which is one thing we do, but also to kind of sound the alarm for we need to be consistently pro-life, that pro-life doesn't just mean pro-birth, right? It's all the way to natural death. And so that's one thing that has really um, challenged me in the way that I think about life that and um, that I want to help other churches consider as well, because that's the motivator then for going in and serving these people. Because, you know, as Christians, we're uniquely um, positioned to be able to serve um, people in all walks of life because we value life, right? Because we see people as made in the image of God and worthy of love and respect because they're made in the image of God, not because of of um, their productivity or, you know, who they are and what they can do, but rather because they are children of God. And so um, then that's the motivator for going in and and serving. And so um, the best way to get started um, is to um, pick, pick, a, pick a nursing home, um, I would say, and um, if, whether it's your Sunday school class or it's an entire church or it's a small group or just a few people, just a few friends, um, you know, pick pick one facility. It's, I think it's always best to focus your efforts in one facility and then get with that um, facility's activities director. Um, and we can help with that. Um, I have contacts for, for all of those people in this area. And so we can certainly help make those introductions um, and then just find out, you know, do you have any churches coming to, to serve you right now? We'd really like to. And, and what are your needs? And so if you ask, boy, most of them are going to be thrilled to have you. So mm-hmm. they're going to give you lots of ways you can help. So, you know, we've done things like um, we've helped with parties before we've gone in and just really just been extra hands, right, to help with games or crafts or whatever. We've done um, that kind of thing. We, we've done um, uh, socks. One month we did, in October, we did um, Socktober, and oh, we yeah. um, had some socks donated for all the residents in the facility, and then we went in and passed them out. That was fun. Um, we've done um, 
Sunday school in facilities. And that's really one thing if, if a church adopts, you know, that's one thing that I really encourage people to do because these residents can't go to church. They don't leave really to go anywhere, sometimes to the doctor or the hospital, but they really don't leave. And so um, they can't go to church. So the church has to go to them. That's and good. so we want to be able to have some kind of a, a service um, with them. It just open kind of inter interfaith in the sense of we're all all Christians, you know, not uh, denominational. I don't let those things trip you up when you're in there, right? It's just about Jesus and about the gospel. And and so um, we do we do a lot of hymn singing because, um, you know, people that age, that's what they love. I, I love that. But that, yes. we, we do a lot of hymn singing because they remember that. They remember those words. They may not know who they are, where they are, but by golly, they'll be able to sing every word of every uh, hymn that you that you pick out. So We'll sing hymns. We'll do some prayer. We often recite prayers because, again, those things are still stored in their brain and that, that's a way for them to participate. Um, and then we usually just do a little um, Bible lesson, you know, a lot of times interactive. You can't always they don't always have the ability to sit and listen, you know, for a long time. So it's, it's very laid back. It's not a formal liturgical kind of a thing. But again, relational, you know, building relationships as you go and, and praying with residents and praying for residents and um those are always, you know, you can do that on a big scale and you can do that on a small scale. You can do that with one resident, a group of residents or, you know, the whole facility based on, you know, how many volunteers you have and your resources. You know, we're, we are called by God to honor our elders and those yes. with wisdom. And so by doing that, we are acting out of obedience to God. Yes. And I know, and we don't do it for the blessing, but I know God blesses those who bless others. And it's so rewarding for that individual to go in and, and to make someone happy. I mean, that, that is a huge deal. Um, if we wanted to adopt a nursing home, Marla, you said, did you have a list of them like that are, um, available? And I think it is so awesome that you can go in there and pray. Yeah. And I didn't oh, realize yeah. that either. So, oh yeah, absolutely. If someone um, wanted to contact you and and they're like, okay, we we would like to do this as yes. a group, um, would you have that list available? Yes, yes, I can absolutely get them connected um, and and help them. Like I said before, we've got some you know resources for, for training and best ways to get started. But yes, if they if they already have a connection, you know, maybe there may be somebody that has a family member, a loved one in a facility already like we did. And so it just kind of organically grew in that situation. That's a great place to start. But if you don't have anybody, any personal connection, then for sure, um, you know, reach out and I can I can help make that connection for you. OK, what's what's the best way to contact you? Um, email, probably. So okay. Marla, M-A-R-L-A at F-F-K-Y dot org. And you also have that website up, Faithful Friends Kentucky. Yes, faithfulfriendskentucky.org. So and it's not, Kentucky's not spelled out. So it's faithfulfriendsky.org. Okay. We could go on and on. Our time's up and it we was could. such a joy <laughs> to speak with you. But thank you so much for informing us about nursing homes and how we can help um, others with loneliness. Thanks. It was a pleasure to be here. I could talk about it all day. <laughs> Everyone have a blessed day. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Shape by Faith with Teresa Rowe. Remember to visit shapebyfaith.com to find out more about workouts, the TV show, podcasts, blogs, Shape by Faith products, and much more.
from the Cabinet Doors and Moore Studio, this is WOMI Owensboro. The following program is paid for by Rainmaker Incorporated. Hello and welcome to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. This is the Memorial Day 2023 edition of our show where we will ask you to remember your loved ones that have passed and I am coming to you live from the garden spot, a virtual Eden on Earth, right here from Harrisburg, Illinois on the shores of the county ditch uh, where it all began. Coming to you live this week after a huge and historic day on the NASDAQ as shares of NVIDIA continued to power through uh, resistance and after a blowout earnings quarter had a uh, lifted the entire NASDAQ index up about uh, over 1.5% for the day. The Dow closed uh, lower for the week uh, as uh, we've seen from time to time. Uh, during these debt talks, and the uh, S&P was positive. But again, uh, yesterday's market action was all, all, all about technology and the changing role of that in our nation and in our life. As I said, we've got a great Memorial Day show lined up for you. Keep listening here on this station as we come to you with a special edition live from Harrisburg, Illinois. It's a Memorial Day Financial Friday brought to you by Align Wealth Management. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the investment segment where we take a deeper look into kind of what's been going on in the markets. And as you know, this has been a week of some retracement based on uh, fears about the uh, debt ceiling negotiations and what appears to be driving very dangerously to a uh, cliff financially. Now, today's segment, we want to thank our friends at uh, Ameriprise's Investment Resource Group, where they talk about uh, quality stocks and... uh, maybe why they could be uh, a better buffer, let's say, in the broader market. And uh, as I said, as you know, investors wait for the broader market and economic skies to clear, um, there could be a recommendation where uh, investors may want to look into uh, higher quality stocks. And although historically higher quality positions have outperformed lower quality during times of economic weakness, um, We've seen this uh, to a lesser extent in the last really you know, 12 months or so. Notably, despite market concerns about near-term economic conditions, um, 
and let's say Ameriprise's in-house view of a greater than 50-50 forecast of a mild recession, high-quality stocks are still relatively cheap compared to, quote, low-quality stocks, unquote, providing an opportunity to growth when the sun starts to shine. And uh, what is a quality stock? Well, a quality stock, there's several factors that go into play to define those. Um, but typically, there's an ROE rank. That was a return on equity rank. So companies generating higher return on equity uh, in the most recent reported year, as well in the past five years, uh, are ranked high for quality uh, purposes. Leverage rank. So Companies with a lower leverage ratio, a lower ratio of total debt to total assets are ranked high in this category. And a stability rank where companies with steady type line and bottom line growth rates are ranked high. Uh, to compare quality versus low quality stocks, um, Ameriprise ranked the largest 1,500 U.S. listed companies based on an equal weight of three metrics that I just discussed. They then assign the top 20% as high quality. Uh, these stocks have higher ROE, lower leverage, and relatively stable top and bottom line growth. Now, on the contrary, what they define as low quality are the bottom 20% uh, with the lowest ROE, higher leverage, and a regular top the bottom growth. Now, they put this in a chart, but uh, you know, in your mind's eye, you kind of go through this that the uh, their chart shows the relative performance of the high versus low quality stocks based on the methodology I just described. And you can kind of get an idea when high quality stocks uh, outperform uh, and then vice versa. And typically, the uh, performance of uh, high quality stocks have been at a metric of almost uh, 2.4 times uh, the performance of lower quality stocks just in this most recent market cycle. And um, you know what they've shown is during periods of recession or, or other periods of market stress, you know going back to 1995, there have been three periods when high quality stocks outperform their low quality peer by a large margin. And this large margin is, you know, almost two to one, two and a half to, to one. So you can go back to the dot-com crisis, uh, the recession that happened after the dot-com crisis. Uh, the great financial crisis showed a uh, increase in performance by almost um, 15%. So if you look, if you look during the 14 months from August 1999 to October 2000, high-quality stocks returned 37.6%, while low-quality stocks returned a negative 2.9%. During the financial crisis, uh, high-quality stocks experienced negative returns. However, their 21% loss during that period of February 07 to April 09 is much better than the decline of 52% and low quality stocks. And if you looked at the COVID-19 pandemic uh, that obviously occurred uh, during 2020, high quality stocks lost 22% versus low quality stocks losing in excess of 42%. Um, you know, if you look at, um, you know, that's a base case. And, and if the base case is for a shallow recession, um, if you're wrong about that and you get a worse than envisioned recession, 
uh, high-quality stocks could cushion the fall as they did during COVID and the great financial crisis mentioned above. And then, you know, another reason is high-quality stocks also can provide long-term benefits. As an example, investors in high-quality basket described um, in those three categories would have seen their portfolio grow to 36 times their original investment from December 1994 to April 2023. Conversely, those in low-quality basket would have received just a 14 times their original value. It's worth noting that high-quality stocks do not always win. For more than two years, from March 2020 to May 2022, the market uh, experienced a long and sharp junk rally. And during that period, high-quality stocks were up 68%, lagging behind the low-quality basket, which was up an amazing 171.5. All three quality factors experienced negative spread during this period, meaning stocks that ranked high in quality lagged those ranked low. And, for example, stocks with high return on equity returned 86% during those a little bit more than two years, while low ROE stocks almost doubled that. Um, now, the junk rally by a lot of people's uh, valuation was done by monetary policy. But if you look kind of finally, as I mentioned at the beginning of this segment, high-quality stocks are still, quote-unquote, cheap relative to low-quality. On average, from 95 to 2023, high-quality stocks traded a P.E. of 1.4 times that of the low-quality stocks. Uh, and as of the end of April, this ratio stood at 1.3, or about 7% below their historical averages. So there is potential opportunity on the horizon here, but the debt ceiling does remain number one focus for market participants. And hopefully over the next uh, any day, we could get a deal on this and put this behind us. Keep listening to Financial Fridays. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the financial planning segment of the show where we cover uh, really what it is that you're looking to accomplish from a financial planning standpoint. And this this episode, what we're going to get into is, you could call it budgeting, you could call it uh, forecasting, etc. But one of the things that, that we know, being a financial advisor, uh, not everyone may have an exact budget of um, what they spend uh, their money on with a, uh, you know, what I would say... Uh, fine-tooth comb. Um, so if you are thinking about retiring and you're saying, hey, I don't 
know uh, where my money's going, well, that's, you know, one, your certified financial planner should help you find out where your money's going. But uh, more importantly, what's a really good, uh, you know, starting point if you're not 100% comfortable uh, with where your uh, money's going, that would be to basically look at uh, what your net pay is. So uh, specifically speaking, if, you know, you're taking home just in round numbers um, $2,000 every other week from your job and you're paying your bills and everything is uh, going along smoothly, it is uh, very you know, easy uh, to say, you know what, if we set up a budget of $52,000 a year, which is $2,000 every other week, as our kind of budget amount for where we are uh, going into retirement and your financial plan looks very good, uh, that's probably not a bad... um, a bad number when it comes to uh, a benchmark for what your expenses might be. It's been um, our experience in the business that if you have a pretty good handle on what your expenses are from a day-to-day standpoint, and then the and then we you know kind of dive down to say, okay, what expenses may not be here when you're retired. But what expenses may be new expenses when you are retired, um, that's a good way to get a baseline as well. Now, if you're, uh, if you're a person that uses a credit card um, daily and you pay off your credit card bill every month, a lot of uh, credit card companies will go ahead and ca- characterize your expenses as well. So you can take a deeper dive or you spend any money uh, at the liquor store, uh, at the uh, you know clothing store, at the grocery store, more so than average, but certainly there are plenty of tools in this day and age to help identify uh, where and how people spend their dollars. Now, another thing to to, to think about is healthcare expenses, because I think a, a good financial plan. We'll have healthcare earmarked in a couple different categories for retirement, specifically the time that you're going to be spend, spending before you reach Medicare eligibility. Um, that's prior to age 65 and what those expenses might be like, because if you have the good fortune to be covered by uh, employer medical coverage post-retirement, uh, you know, your financial planner can... Uh, calculate with you what those expenses might be. But then once you hit Medicare age, you can look at, uh, based on what your income is, how much your uh, initial Medicare premiums will be, either out of your Social Security check or what you send them if you're not drawing Social Security. And then also get several quotes on what might a uh, supplemental type policy cost. And you could, you know, pencil in a pretty good health insurance premium there. And if you want to plan it very conservatively, 
uh, find out from Medicare and your Medicare supplement or Advantage plan what your maximum out-of-pocket is and just have a, um, a figure inputted for hitting the maximum out-of-pocket Medicare expenses every year. And certainly uh, what you might be doing is building a pretty good uh, worst-case scenario for health care expenses. Uh, if you're a state retiree covered by state plans, uh, you know, you can also have your uh, financial planner uh, increase or put in planned increases in premiums of anywhere from 2%, 3%, per year. Um, so you can plan out, you know, kind of scenarios where the state says, hey, uh, thank you for your time and service for the Commonwealth or the uh, land of Lincoln or the great state of Tennessee, uh, but you're going to have to pay more for your health insurance. So that can all be covered in a very well uh, done financial plan. And it's been my experience that sometimes those are better covered from the standpoint of line item expenses. That way, if you want to go in and make an alteration to each one of those, and I would say I'd have those itemized by spouse, that way, in a uh, you know situation where you're looking at what happens if one of one of the married couple uh, deceases predeceases, you already have a game plan that's pretty well set up to take advantage of um, you know whatever whatever might come along. But from the auspices of uh, you know financial planning, it's not the end of the world if you don't have a budget. Now, I would expect that most financial advisors would probably send you out of the office with some homework to say, hey, we need to uh, come up with a monthly budget. And um, certainly, probably 30 minutes maybe of uh, dedicated time would be able to pull that off, hopefully, that you could see uh, where your expenses are and where they're not. Now, I've been my experience where I very rarely have had an episode where clients have not found it worthwhile to go through a budgeting process. Even people that may keep their expenses on Quicken may also see that uh, there are benefits to be had by uh, keeping better track of their expenses and income as it comes into the household budget. So keep that in mind when you think about financial planning topics, that budgeting is very important, but uh, a good financial planner will always have a starting point from what you're taking home today. You're listening to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and we will be back in 60 seconds. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello, 
and welcome back to the Memorial Day edition 2023 of Financial Fridays. Brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson. And this is the email bag segment of the show where we answer your questions. And you can feel free to email those to us at william.a.watson at ampf.com. And uh, so today is... um, you know, where we will discuss the situation. It is Memorial Day weekend, and one of the things we want to discuss is questions that have come in typically with regards to estate plans and how estates work, et cetera. And so this is a good week to kind of answer all those questions um, as uh, we try to memorialize people uh, in our lives. Uh, As always, uh, check with your attorney, and we realize uh, people listen in multiple states, and different rules may apply in different states. So let's kind of jump in, and and typically, uh, people think uh, normally knee-jerk reaction is that, uh, you know, I would say everybody needs a will, and secondly, that trusts are just for rich and famous people. So both of those are, are kind of... I would say wildly inaccurate. And uh, let's start with the first one first is everybody needs a will. Now, what a will is exactly is it's the uh, all of what you own, the estate uh, that of anything that you would own individually, uh, it is instructions left for the court uh, to identify who you want to carry out the final disposition of those assets. That's kind of a Cliff Notes version of that. But essentially, if all you owned in the whole world was a joint checking account with someone else, um, not having a will isn't going to be the end of the world because the person you own the account with, assuming it's a joint with rights to survivorship account, would become the new owner of your account if something happened to you. Likewise, any... uh, any account that's owned and and has a beneficiary on it, uh, the same rule applies. So uh, if everything you own is joint or has a beneficiary, uh, a transfer on death, etc., you, uh, you know, your will isn't going to dictate where that goes. Now, one thing to consider, if you've spent many hours and many thousands of dollars drafting important estate documents, but you fail to change the title or the ownership of your assets to the way your will or your estate reads, well, you've kind of shot yourself in the foot uh, because how everything owned trumps um, how your will reads. So this is a two-part process. It's not just drafting a will, but it's making sure your uh, assets are titled in a way that makes the will you create uh, be able to uh, handle them. And generally, most of your basic estate documents, like a will, a power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, uh, living will, are some form of a state statute based uh, on the state in which you live. Now, I'm often reminded, you know, uh, this show originates out of Owensboro, Kentucky, and... uh, 
hardcore uh, federalists will remind me, Owens, uh, Kentucky is not a state, it's a commonwealth. But uh, And that was a joke. But if you... Uh, you know, you know, if you change residences from state to state, it's always a best practice to meet with a local attorney to see if anything needs to be altered in the previous will you had from your other jurisdiction because perhaps state statutes that apply in one state do not apply in others. Uh, now, you also can get into the whole mess of a do-it-yourself will and um, – you know, download one online and uh, et cetera. And what you have to know is the state in which you live, is this will going to be compatible with the laws of the land? And then also, what are the rules and the requirements around making sure this is a, uh, what I would call a whole cloth document, meaning knowing exactly uh, who, you know, how many witnesses you need to have, how those witnesses needed to be documented. Do they need to be notarized as witnesses? Uh, so there are a whole list of items that go along with a do-it-yourself will in order for it to be recorded uh, and to be able to be uh, submitted to the court and passed off as a accurate uh, last will and testament. Now, let's go to that second part of the original question about trust, that you only need to be rich and famous to have a trust, and that's not necessarily true, but trust is a large term like technology or uh, healthcare uh, that can encompass many uh, broad topics and also kind of fill the gaps into the minor cracks and niches of, of the world. But, but generally, uh, you know, what a trust is, is, is a document that you draft with the help of an attorney that says specifically you may want some assets owned by this trust which can outlive you and your spouse uh, for multiple reasons. Sometimes people will utilize trust uh, because they own property in various states and they don't want to have that property uh, fall into a probate proceeding in multiple states so they may have a type of trust uh, own that property uh, in multiple states instead of them individually. Also, they may want to have a bit of privacy, uh, or as they say across the pond, privacy, when it comes to their estate settlement, and they want the trust to own certain assets in order to provide uh, some additional privacy as they uh, you know, execute their estate documents. Now, trusts that are typically living trusts, that means you create them while you're alive. Uh, the taxpayer ID number on the trust is also your taxpayer ID number. Those types of trust documents typically don't provide a lot of uh, tax and asset protection. Uh, to get into the, to, to the type of trust that provide those um, more secure protections, you know, traditionally you have to make a trust irrevocable, meaning that once you set this down in writing and sign it, it is uh, forever in motion and, uh, as the name would imply, cannot be revoked. Uh, a living trust, on the other hand, can be changed willy-nilly, do whatever you want pretty much. But an irrevocable trust, as the name would suggest, uh, is one that cannot be revoked. It typically has its own taxpayer ID number, uh, has to have a tax return filed for it, and has special tax rules governing um, 
what's the liability and then has a separate kind of tax structure that is pretty punitive uh, in an irrevocable trust. But certainly what's in the trust is very private because, uh, you know, once the trust is created, the little kind of a, uh, I don't want to say shield, but but it is uh, definitely a privacy shield and can be an asset protection shield as well in case something goes wrong that um, those are assets you don't own personally. If people are suing you, they're owned by the trust. Now, something always good to talk to an attorney about is whether or not you want to put an automobile in a trust because uh, there's a lot of liability with an automobile. And if the whole idea behind wanting to uh, create a trust is to limit your liability, you may not want to place items in the trust that uh, help create liability as opposed to help uh, you know mitigate potentially uh, liability-filled situations. So there again, as we think about Memorial Day and all those that have gone before us, think about your own estate planning and uh, don't put off getting a will or, or trust just because uh, it may sound intimidating. I'll close with this. Uh, other documents are just as important. Uh, healthcare power of attorneys are critically important in this day of HIPAA and uh, insurance companies that don't want to help you, let alone uh, help your family or friends while you're incapacitated, and general power of attorney documents, uh, such as durable power of attorneys, which um, can help people manage your affairs uh, financially should you be um, incapacitated. But we hope you have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend with your friends and family. God bless. We'll be back same time, same station next week. This program has been paid for by Rainmaker Incorporated. This is WOMI Owensboro, 99.1 FM and 1490 AM. Translator W256CF, a Town Square media station. A lot of people are on the move. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Memorial Day weekend is here and America is going on vacation. Fox Business Network's Madison Allworth is out among those on the go in Secaucus, New Jersey. 42 million Americans expected to travel for this long weekend. 37 million of those using their cars to get to their destination. Gas prices today sit at an average of $3.57 a gallon. That's down a dollar from last year, but that was when gas was shockingly high, closer to $5 a gallon. A lot of people are also taking off. The TSA reports 2.65 million passengers were screened at airports yesterday, the most for any day since COVID hit us in 2020. Fright on a flight in South Korea on an Asiana Airlines jet. One passenger tried and managed to open the door. The wind rushing through the plane. People were screaming on board. No one fell out, but 12 people are injured, most of them with breathing or ear issues. Fox's Alex Hogan. There's a mystery in Texas. The morning after a Waller County deputy was found in his vehicle last night in Harris County. They haven't identified him or how he died. There's still no debt limit deal. Fox's Jared Halpern's at the White House. The House is adjourned and President Biden is scheduled to spend the weekend at Camp David. But talks do continue to make progress on a budget and spending deal needed to unlock a debt limit increase. I made clear time and again defaulting on our national debt is not an option. The American people deserve to know that the Social Security payments will be there.
Now, Republicans demand spending cuts be part of any increase in borrowing with a looming possible default on U.S. debt next week. In Orlando, Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis is touting his state's record on education. We rank number one in parental involvement in education. He's addressing a homeschooling convention after DeSantis set a fundraising record for the first 24 hours after a presidential campaign launch. The Republican raised $8.2 million. America's listening to Fox News. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. After Tucker Carlson's firing, the Eric Bowling Show went up over 200% in the ratings. Tonight, watch Newsmax's powerful lineup of Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling, and Chris Plant. At 8 p.m. Eastern, Eric Bowling reveals the big fight between DeSantis and Trump. Newsmax is now America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. Start watching anytime. Make the switch today to Newsmax. Progressive presents 10 things on a plumber's to-do list that are harder than getting a small business insurance quote. Waking up for 5 a.m. plumbing disasters, finding out why water is pouring from the ceiling while telling a customer to leave the room, replacing a pipe in a home from the 1800s, then dealing with invoices or your awkward apprentice or that really weird smell, and then there's breathing and eating and, of course, clogs. But the easiest thing on any small business owner's to-do list? Seeing if you could save on the business insurance that's right for you. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Coverage provided and service by affiliated and third-party insurers. Stocks are rising on Wall Street. The Dow is up 195 points after falling every other day this week. The Nasdaq's gaining 122. The S&P 500 adding 25 points. The price of oil is up almost a dollar, closer to 73 bucks a barrel. We mentioned gas prices earlier being a gallon less than a dollar less than a year ago. AAA's national average for regular 357 a gallon. As a lot of people drive this weekend for the 25th year, AAA is once again offering its tow and go service for potentially impaired drivers, a free ride for drivers, and transportation for vehicles within a 10-mile radius this Memorial Day weekend, a program that's taken thousands of impaired drivers off the road since it began. AAA says the Tow and Go program begins at 6 p.m. Eastern Time Friday and ends at 6 a.m. on Tuesday for both AAA members and non-members and is available in certain states and cities, giving drivers there no excuse for driving under the influence. Jeff Manasso. Fox News. The pandemic emergency may be over, but COVID hasn't gone away. And for some who get infected, the virus won't go away. About one in 10 people appear to suffer long COVID after an Omicron infection. It's a lower estimate than earlier in the pandemic, according to a study of about 10,000 Americans by the National Institutes of Health. The study highlights about a dozen symptoms of long COVID, like brain fog and fatigue, which can last months or years, even after a mild case of COVID-19. Scientists still don't know what causes it, why it only strikes some people or how to treat it or even how to best diagnose it. Prior research has suggested the risk of long COVID has dropped since Omicron appeared. Gianna Gelosi, Fox News. In the NBA playoffs, the Boston Celtics stay alive, beating Miami 110-97, but the Heat still lead the Eastern Conference Finals over the Celtics three games to two. In hockey, Dallas beat Vegas in overtime to avoid being swept, but the Golden Knights still lead the Stars three games to one in the Western Conference Final. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News.